Chapter six, me? If there'd been a rewind button, I would have pressed it just to make sure I'd heard her right. I mean, it's not every day you find out you're in the middle of some ancient prophecy and demon runners wanna be your butt. How could I be part of anything? I wasn't even alive hundreds of years ago. That's why it's a prophecy, a divination, seeing the future. Yeah, I know what it means. I'm a psychic's assistant, you know. Although Miss Cab's psychic gift was third string quality lately. She'd never warned me about getting into dumb holy ghosts and how come she hadn't seen Brooks coming. On the other hand, she had told me that the volcano was dangerous, complete with lurking evil. It made me wonder how much she knew. I gripped my cane. So is that why you're here? To tell me about this prophecy? That and some other stuff. But first tell me what happened the other night. I need to hear it in your words. Why? To compare notes. Hold on, I was the one who had all the questions. Why was she demanding answers from me? Yet again, I couldn't shake the feeling that she was trying to trick me. I'll make you a deal, I said. I'll tell you what is happening if you promise to give up what you know, as in everything. She hesitated like she wasn't used to making deals, then said, fine. So I spilled the entire story down to a nasty hair on the demon's back and the way he dragged his bulging knuckles on the ground. I tried to sound casual, but retelling the whole thing sent shivers down my legs, and I sort of wished we weren't hiking at dusk. Then, and then it hissed something like apook. My best imitation sounded more like a wheezing old man. Brooks grabbed my arm, stopping me in my tracks. The demon runner actually said Apuch's name. She pronounced it Apuch. Apuch is someone's name? It sounds like some kind of insult, I said. Who or what is a pooch? I leaned on my cane as a sudden gust kicked up the sand. I rubbed a few specks from my eyes, and when I looked back at Brooks, she was gazing into the darkness toward the hidden cave as if she could see it. But that was impossible. It was about 30 yards ahead and so well camouflaged by branches that any hiker would pass by without noticing it. There are two things I need to tell you, she said. Both are likely to freak you out. This part is the least freaky. Only two freaky things. Great. I braced myself. Okay. Apuch is the Maya god of death, disaster, and darkness. His nickname is the Stinking One, maybe because he smells like puke. He ruled over the lowest level of Jibaba, the underworld, the darkest, worst, creepiest place anywhere. Being the god of death wasn't enough. He had to be the lord of three things. My mind played all those awful words in a loop. Death, disaster, and darkness. Brooks frowned. Zane, you okay? Okay, I was definitely not okay. There was a picture of the god of death in my holy water soaked Maya book. I recalled a split skull and bulging deranged eyes. Man, I hoped my memory was wrong. So this cute guy, he's like what, a myth? I asked hopefully. Myths are real, Zane. Well, most are. And gods are very real, an important part of the universe in its balance. Long ago, a pooch got into a war with some of the other gods and lost. Gone. Balance. War. Okay, this was bigger than I could have ever imagined. My mind was spinning so fast, I didn't know what to focus on first. Gods are real? I tried to remember the other gods listed in the book. There were too many to keep track of. And on top of that, their names were impossible to pronounce. Of course they're real, she said nonchalantly. Which, which gods do they fight? Let's see, there's Nikon, god of war, and the Ishkaka. Mishkakao, I repeated. She's the goddess of chocolate. Her name came to me because it was fun to say and because who doesn't want chocolate? Brooke's eyebrows shot up in surprise. How'd you know? 
That book, you know, the one you said was written by an idiot? Hmm. Anyways, it doesn't matter which gods have pooped spot. What matters is that he lost and the gods imprisoned him. Some other gods stole his throne, and then the gods made sure he got a taste of his own medicine. Medicine? Torture, dismemberment, that sort of thing. Now I did feel sick. So where's this hidden cave, Brooks asked. But you haven't told me everything. I mean, I bet there was more. She looked around. Let's get inside. I promise I'll tell you the rest. I studied her face for an eye twitch or a jaw clench or anything that would tell me she should, that I shouldn't trust her. How do I know you're not going to knock me over the head with a rock and drag me to that demon run? Brooks's nose flared. I wouldn't need to get you in the volcano to see that thing. She inched closer. But if you don't want to know the truth about your destiny, then he shrugged. Destiny? My guts turned. If I show you, I said, you have to swear that no matter what, you never, ever, ever tell anyone about this case. Brooks's brows came together. Zane and Manawa, our word is stronger than steel. I promise your secret is safe with me. I walked over to the opening, squatted, and removed the branches to reveal the crawl space. I really don't think we should go in there right this second, I said. How come? Well, because it's dark. A murderous demon might be waiting in there, and oh yeah, we could die. I have to see it first, peered over my shoulder into the darkness to make sure this is the right place. I could wait here, I said, trying to be chill. Act as the lookout? I get it, you're scared. I didn't like the way she was looking at me. I've been in there loads of times, I said with a casual shrug, but that was before all this talk about prophecies and demons and death. And I'm not scared. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. I was totally scared. I hate to tell you, but it's going to get a whole lot worse than this. Right, the second freaky thing you still haven't told. Brooks plunged ahead, crawling into the dark space. Wait! She glanced back over her shoulder and her eyes locked with mine. I definitely didn't want to go in that dark cave where a demon might be lurking, but I couldn't let her go alone. That would make me the biggest wimp of all time. Ugh. Rosie looked up at me with her big brown eyes and let out a little groan like she was saying, you can't be serious. But this was my volcano. And if we were going to go monster hunting, then I should lead the way. If we had to get out of here fast, I knew the route by heart. Come on, girl, I coached Rosie as I got down on my hands and knees. You've done this before. Brooks allowed Rosie and me to pass in front of her. How far do we have to cross, she asked. Just up ahead, there's a chamber where we can stand, and then we can walk the rest of the way. I clutched my cane as I crawled on all fours through the tight, rocky passage. What exactly are you looking for? My voice hung in the cool air. You said you had to be sure this was the place? I had a gnawing feeling that whatever Brooks was searching for was the same thing the demon runner had been digging for. A sudden light illuminated the corridor. I looked over my shoulder. Brooks was holding a mini flashlight that hung from her neck by a black cord. Seeing my surprise, she smiled and said, I'm always prepared. A minute later, we came to a 12 by 12 chamber where three tunnels branched off in different directions. I got to my feet, wiping my hands on my skin. This place is so cool, Brooks said, standing. Which passage do we get to take to the center of the volcano? First things first, we had a deal, I said. I gave up my story. Now it's your turn to spill the rest. You said something about a prophecy? Right, okay. There was this great soothsayer, the first seer of all time. She was very powerful and her prophecies were never wrong. Is that the second freaky thing? Dumb question, I know, but I got to hope. Brooks tucked a stray hair behind her ear. Like I told you, Apooch was imprisoned. 
The gods placed him in a magical artifact they created to make sure he never got out. Okay. Rosie sniffed the ground eagerly. Brooks pointed to the tunnel where Rosie had wandered to. Let's take that one. It leads to a dead end, I said. That one over there leads to another chamber, but maybe if you told me what we were looking for, I could point us in the right direction. With a breathy whisper, Brooks said, he's in here. I felt woozy. Did you know that? I pooped. What? The cavern spun around me. Everything felt so big and real and out of control all of a sudden. Inevitable like the hands of a clock turning in a direction I couldn't stop. How do you know? With a quick whistle, I called Rosie to my side. It's perfect, right? Stick the god of death in some artifact place with magic and bury it in the depths of a volcano that the gods create, themselves created. She said, did you really think it was an accident you discovered this entrance? It's destiny, same. It tells me the prophecy is real and it's happening. Rosie broke free of my grip and took off down the corridor that led to a larger chamber. Rosie, I hurried after her, catching her in a few strides. What's gotten into you, girl? I tried to tuck her back to the first chamber, but she resisted. Brooks was right behind me, shining her flashlight down the narrow, curved passage. How far does this go? About 50 yards, but I already told you it's a dead end. And I'm not about to go looking for some god of death and darkness that you think is hidden in this volcano because of some dumb old prophecy. Zane, why do you think the demon runner crashed here? Because they don't know how to fly planes? Because these stupid demon runners are loyal pack dogs whose only mission is to serve him. And somehow they learned he was here. She smacked her palm against her forehead. That's it. What? What's it? You cleared the opening to these caves, right? That allowed Akuchi's distress signals to reach his demon runners. Her voice was way too eager. That's how the demon runner knew to come here. So this was my fault? I wondered miserably. I swallowed the fat lump in my throat as I recalled the creepy tracks I'd seen the night of the crash. I told Brooks about them and added the obvious, the demon runner, he must have tried to find an entrance on foot, and when he couldn't, he flew the plane into the crater, thinking it would open the volcano so he could find his Hefe. Seems like a stupid plan if you ask me. They aren't known for their intelligence, Brooks said. I mean, they are the lowest level demons, but pea brains are much compared to a regular demon that can talk to you in full sentences. I didn't want to think. I didn't want to meet a regular demon if it could talk to me. Sweat trickled down the back of my neck. You don't think that demon runner found its way in here, do you? My brain had gone from first to second gear so fast, I hadn't noticed Brooks nudging me down the tunnel. Very likely that it found its way inside, she said, matter of factly. Great, and with my luck, we were heading straight for its giant thing. I hoped it had already eaten dinner. But we would have seen the demon's tracks outside, and I didn't see any. So I bet we're totally in the clear, I said, trying to convince myself. Except they don't always walk things. I remembered the way the demon runner had vanished into a trail of mist. Rosie groaned like she remembered it too. The hairs on my arm stood up, stood straight up. Let's assume the worst. My voice came out in a shaky whisper. Say the demon runner got inside and found this magical artifact. Do you do you think he let Pete get? Oops. Brooks's breath filled the space as she tugged me along. They don't have the power to do that. Then why go to all the trouble to find their boss? You ready for the second freaky thing, she asked. My stomach clenched and I tried to prepare my mind with what little of it was left. Bring it. The great soothsayer foretold something called the prophecy of fire. Okay, she saw. I ducked into the nearest part of the passage. Saw what? You. I spun to face her. Me? Zane? Brooks said slowly. 
you're the one who's going to set our future free.